Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Are you ready for the Word? All right. Tonight, War and Peace, we're going to be in, in the book of 3 John. And we're going to take a little walk here through, uh, through the book of 3 John uh, and uh, see how far we get with, with uh, about 10 minutes. Okay? And we can pick up next time. 3 John is a very interesting book. It starts off by saying, um, the elder, the elder. Uh, there's only one chapter in 3 John, and uh, the elder refers to the writer of 3 John, which is the Apostle John. He calls himself an elder here, and he is very well known. So most people would understand that he is the elder, that he is an older elder, okay? Because at this time, perhaps he's maybe 85, you know? Uh, he is, as many people believe, he is the oldest and the only living apostle of Jesus Christ. Most likely he is writing this at the place that he is living and he lives around Ephesus, which is in Turkey, on the western coast of Turkey. And uh, there is a great church there in Ephesus. And he writes the elder to the beloved Gaius. Now, uh, giving you a little bit of background here, and I hope I don't bore you too much, but there are basically three guys named Gaius in the New Testament. Okay? One of them lived in, in uh, Corinth. Uh, one of them lived in Ephesus. And one of them lived in Derby. Derby is over between Antioch and Lystria, over uh, uh, on the eastern side of Turkey near Syria. We don't know if it was any one of those or not, but we do know that it was evidently at some distance that he's writing to this Gaius, whom I love in the truth, a very interesting expression that we find uh, John using so many times. And one of the reasons why most scholars uh, believe that John was the writer, even though he doesn't identify himself as John, is simply because of the style of writing and what was written herein and, and, and the way it was posed. Uh, uh, it, it is uh, you know, evidently from his heart, and we know that John had a, was a man that spoke more about love than anything else. You know, uh, uh, and he says this, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, beloved, you know, Gaius, I pray that you may prosper. Now, this is one of the scriptures I first learned whenever I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Whenever I, I asked God to fill me with the Holy Spirit, I said to the Lord, God, if this Holy Spirit is of you, then I want it. If it's not, keep it a million miles away from me. That's all I knew. I didn't know people that, that, that had the Holy Spirit. I did, the only uh, um, um, 
the only exposure I had to the Holy Spirit was in a, in a uh, holiness, church of God, Pentecostal, small congregation that my uncle pastored. And every now and then we would hear a lady kind of shout, Siclamingo or something on that. My, my sister's probably watching. And uh, I remember uh, 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 that my, uh, one of our family members way back when uh, just said, God, you know, uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind getting that Holy Ghost, but please, Lord Jesus, don't let me just have that one word, Siclamingo. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, you had to have been there. Uh, but uh, that was my exposure. It just seemed like something odd and strange, and it happened every now and then, and, and, uh, and they seemed to be excited about it, but it literally had nothing uh, connected to me. I didn't know. I, I, I just didn't know what it was. And uh, ask God, if it's you, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. The Lord God filled me with the Holy Spirit. I began to speak in tongues. I spoke in tongues for three days. And, and uh, just, you know, uh, I didn't even know what it was. And I was, uh, you know, I questioned myself, you know, you know, is, is this you, God, or did I go crazy? You know, what, uh, you know, hello, you know. Uh, and then I began studying the Word of God and really looking at it, and, and I began to uh, expand my exposure. And uh, I even went down to Texarkana, Texas, and went to a church that was in the Sheridan Hotel. And I heard other people doing it, and I said, well, it's not just me. If, if it's crazy, then we all crazy. You know, I, I, I mean, literally, when you don't know nothing, you don't know nothing. Okay? I had to really seek God, and I, I, I just wasn't exposed. I had a very limited exposure, and, 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 but, but when I realized that, that Almighty God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were for today, and, and, and the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was for me and for today, and the power of the Holy Spirit was for me and for today, I searched out and I looked, Sam, I tried to find in the Bible where the Holy Spirit had passed away, because that's what I had understood, is these things you know, weren't any longer, they, they, they just weren't uh, something that, that, that people could experience, but I couldn't find anywhere where the Word of God said that this is, this is as far as it went, this is all of it, it's not going to happen anymore. And so I began to embrace more and more of the Word of God. And one of the scriptures that I ran across is in 3 John, the second verse, uh, is, is that, that, that I got to zero in on. Here the Apostle John is writing under the inspiration, the direction, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and his desire, he said this, uh, he said, Beloved, I pray. Now, the, 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 the King James says, uh, you know, uh, above all things, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, th th this is, this is a, a number one earnest desire. This is something that I really, really want. I earnestly desire. I yearn in prayer for you because I love you, Gaius. I love you, Gaius. I am the elder apostle, and I have a true love for you, and it compels me to earnestly yearn for and to pray and to seek God on your behalf that you would prosper. Wow. That really introduced to me an idea that God cared about my welfare in more than just a spiritual uh, 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 arena. That he actually cared, as I understood it and still understand it today, to include my finances, to include my friendships, to include those things which I count as increase in my life. 
Hear that the Apostle John was earnestly contending in prayer, praying, and praying for his friend that he loved, that you, that Gaius, that you may prosper in all things, in every area of life, that you would consider necessary, that you would consider an increase, that you would prosper, that you would be successful. This concept of prospering here uh, means that, that success would become easy. That success would be easier for you. We'll get to, you know, we're not finished with this verse. But I pray that in all things you would prosper and be in health. Wow, that introduced this, this concept to me that God cared about my health beforehand i imagined that that you know that god probably cared but i wasn't as god conscious as i was once i received the holy spirit i began to receive revelation and 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 and, and i pray in the spirit the bible says we speak mysteries when we pray in tongues and when i would pray in tongues uh, no doubt i was praying mysteries to god and my understanding was being affected i was gaining more revelation more inspiration more hope, you know, uh, more faith. And this verse really made a difference to me that, that John's desire was for his friend Gaius to prosper that in all things pertaining to his life that he would prosper and that he would be in health. Interesting. But read the last one. Just as your soul prospers according to your soul prospering understanding here that there is a condition placed upon Gaius in Paul's prayer in and excuse me in, in John's prayer in John's understanding in John's uh, 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 um, exhortation as it were in his revelation of prayer uh, I earnestly desire and yearn in prayer that prosperity and success would come easier in every arena of life that it would become easier for you that 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 in accordance to and according to your soul prospering that you would also prosper in all other things in life health and finances okay it's not just saying, hey, look, the major things in life are health and finances and you need them. That's not what it's saying. It's saying the major thing in life is your soul prospering. And the way our soul prospers, you know, affects our success. It affects our health, affects our wealth. Our health, including mental and emotional health including uh, the, the fact that, that God wants us to find it easy, easier because we're closer to Him. It's easier for us to obtain, to achieve, to receive prosperity in all things, in all arenas of life, and health in every arena of life. As I said, especially uh, when we get into uh, the, the remaining part of this chapter, uh, you know, we will see that our 
prospering, our health, is connected to our godliness. It's connected to how prosperous, how healthy our soul is in the eyes of God. Success in our pursuits, success is directly connected. Success in your pursuits is directly connected to your godliness. Uh, when all the world around us is in chaos and division, we can remain successful and healthy in our pursuits when our pursuits are godly pursuits. Even in the midst of war, when our pursuits in war are godly pursuits, we can find ourselves healthy. We can find ourselves at peace in the time of war. We can find ourselves with a hope, with a faith, with a conscious peace. That's real prosperity. When all the world around us is in chaos, when all the world around us is divided, yet we can remain successful and healthy when our pursuits are the pursuits of God, when our soul lines up with God, when our soul is successful. And the only way your soul will be successful is finding peace first with God. If all we are doing is pursuing our own selfish desires, our lust, our cravings, if what we want is not what God wants, then we won't find it easy to achieve the things that we need, especially in the times of war. It becomes easier to reach our goals when our goals are godly goals. Uh, let me jump ahead for just a moment and lay the foundation for our next time we get together. And I'm going to leave this thought with you because I want to make sure that you carry something home with you tonight. But let me jump ahead. There are three people that are going to be mentioned in 3 John by name. One of them is Gaius. He's going to be, you know, encouraged. One of them is Diotrephes. Uh, he's not a good guy. Yet he's a leader in the church. You know, we'll talk about that. Not every person who is a leader in some church equals godliness or being a good guy. Not I'm sorry to break this news to you, but not every person, you know, in uh, just because they might be connected to ministry is necessarily someone you want to follow. Okay? And then a third one is Demetrius. And Demetrius, again, is encouraged and commended. Gaius is commended. Demetrius is commended. But one-third one of the people mentioned were not uh, commended, as it were. The Apostle Paul speaks a lot about this. The Apostle Peter speaks a lot about this. That in the last days there will be perilous times. And, you know, and people, you know, Paul says, when I go away, even people among you will begin to slip off into false doctrines. And, 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 you know, uh, we, we, will, we will talk about some of these things because they need to be talked about. And how do we have peace? How do we achieve peace? Uh, 
tonight, godliness is connected to your prosperity. Godliness, being godly in the time of war, being godly in the time of trouble, being godly when you're persecuted, being godly whenever you are you're, uh, evilly treated, the Bible says. You know, it, it does a few things. And so I want to encourage us to, to take just one thought away from us. It might be minimize. It might, you might be at a stage where you need to contain and you don't need to be you know, airing your dirty laundry everywhere. You might not need to be infecting other people. You might be at a place where you're needing to rob the enemy of its power. Okay? Because you have to. You have to neutralize the enemy. You have to neutralize the devil in your life. And you also have to neutralize other enemies against you. It is a process that you minimize. We are well able. You contain. You don't let this get any farther. And you neutralize before you can rebuild. Or you may be taking away tonight just the reality of what we just talked about. That your peace, your prosperity... Your health, your mental health, your peace is directly connected to your godliness. Some people don't have peace in life. They try everything. They jump on every bandwagon that comes along. And they yet, yet they have no peace because they do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And peace, health is connected to your godliness. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.